Hey friends, welcome back to the Dear Pastor podcast. My name is Sydney and I am really honoured for you to join me today. Really honoured with with you taking the time out to hear what the Holy Spirit wants to say. I hope that you are well. I've already prayed that you are well. You and your family and your communities and your ministries, you and your relationships with God, you all by yourself. I pray that you are well. Um, Today, I want to discuss this complicit culture that we have. Um, In the unfolding of the uproar to what has happened, not just with the murder of George Floyd, but just in general, the build up of what has been happening with ethnic minorities, black and brown people, across the entire globe but mainly in uh, the western world mainly in America Um, the word complicit has been thrown out in the media I believe I, I, I would probably bet my dinner on the fact that it's been thrown out the word complicit is 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 part of conversations now more than it ever has been in my lifetime anyway in my 34 years I don't remember hearing that word so often. Um, And in my prayer time today, which was specifically about everything that's going on and the principality that we are wrestling against, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me about how we ourselves are complicit uh, in things that don't make it and social media, things that don't make it on mainstream news, things that don't shatter the earth, things that don't bring people to leave their houses and riot. Um, I think one of the reasons why we're using complicity so much is because we have, there is a divide, there is a principality of division right now, hatred, premature death, murder, all of these things but I think the root uh, the outcome it definitely is divide where we are actually uh, assuming that if you do not do w- one act which might be posting on social media or um, you know just communicating your outroar so that everybody else can validate it you are complicit so you are in cahoots with these unlawful acts However, within the body of Christ, friends, pastors, within the body of Christ, within our households, within our communities, because of the access that we have to people, we are aware of um, which pastors are, they have relationships outside of their marriages, which pastors are using funds, church funds, unlawfully which pastors are participating in uh, substance abuse and have other issues which are kind of going under the radar because they have this anointing Um, just like we are aware of which members of our congregation have come to certain people for help and been rejected and not rejected as in, oh no, we won't help you, but being rejected by being bullied out of church because they have a particular need or they have they are fighting, they're wrestling against a particular principality. 
and I want to say uh I want to be very clear and say just because we are going we we are aware of things that the media is the the media the mass media and black and brown people as a whole are not our judge of what we are complicit to god is and as much as we as pastors leaders ministers um as much as we are observing the body of christ or the leaders within the body of christ come together and say this or speak a particular rhetoric, have a particular narrative belief, an emotional, um, we, we are stirred emotionally by this act and we are using social media to share that. God is asking you, what else are you complicit to? Because you don't want to be seen as complicit with this, with, 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 with brutality, racism, that heavy word racism. But God is saying you're complicit to some other things. And because black and brown people and social media is not your judge, because followers are not your judge, because likes and comments will not get you into heaven, whatever you are complicit to, you need to deal with now. Um, You absolutely need to deal with it now. I want that to rest with you for a bit. Because the reality is sometimes as believers and even as ministers, we think that things go under the radar um, and we th- sometimes we behave in a way as though we are not, we don't need to be accountable or we can be so busy or our title can cover our sins. And I really want to encourage you friends that is absolutely not the truth um god wishes for none of us to be lost and that includes the church and even more importantly i think in the when we look at the body of christ we are seeing that there is such that there is a the holy spirit is exposing and bringing so many ministries to the forefront based on their unlawful practices and there is such a so many things we're looking at unfortunately we're seeing um the exposure of the um cornelius and heather lindsay i don't really follow their ministry very much um but we are seeing that you know things are being brought to this formal investigations with authorities um for tax evasion and other things going on I can't say whether it's true or not, but we are seeing that whatever we think is done in secret is really coming to the forefront. And before it gets to that point, I want to ask you and encourage you to fall wherever you need to fall and go to the only one that you need to be loyal to at this time. Like we serve God first and then we serve everybody else. Um, Whatever you are complicit to, it needs to uh, come before the throne of grace and there has to be a repentance. Not a repentance in, I'm sorry, but I'm going to continue, but a repentance and then you are going to completely divorce yourself. Um, However God leads you to, because that might even be a public confession. 
uh, of your wrongdoings and that might be uh, the go through, that might be through the processes of humbling you to apologize to people that you all who you were aware needed help um, even spoke about their need but chose not to so you were complicit in their suffering you were complicit in their lack or their poverty um, whatever the thing whatever it is only you know what it is um, nothing at this point is worth it I want to repeat that for you absolutely we are so close to the cracking of the sky that it this is the time to work out your salvation with fair and troubling this this legitimately is and even though social media i think it has become such a smokescreen that anybody can say whatever they want to say to a pair as though they are so locked in and conscious um, and mo- like moved, genuinely moved about injustices and um, the not coming together of uh, black and white people. But if you are one of these pastors, black and brown, blue, yellow, and you are speaking, but I want to particularly speak to my black and brown pastors because I'm a woman of colour myself. If you are out here speaking about police brutality and how other um other i don't want to use race because i believe we are all one race but other people are um treating you in a particular way but yet you are a pastor who has a track record not a one-time thing but a track record of treating women in a particular way that upsets god because it's essentially us you as men are supposed to be the priest there is a covering you're supposed to love um his daughters the way that he loves the church if there is a a behavior or a perspective that you have even to other black people black and brown people that is absolutely revolting if you are out here um looking down on black men knowing that there is an issue but not wanting to become part of the solution but yet are on social media saying why are we not having our white counterparts speak out against injustice you are not going to do yourself any favors with our god and i don't say it lightly I'm even asking anything that the Holy Spirit gives me it is for me first before I could speak to anybody about anything so I am also asking for the Holy Spirit to reveal what I may be complicit to but where appearances are so deceiving I don't want you to miss what God is trying to do here if there is a word about complicity best believe let's stop looking at anybody else and let's just look at ourselves churches are not fully open yet but i'm asking that while you're if your church even if your church is open you know whatever i am asking you to have a word with yourself and to go to god because once you've heard this you can't deny that you've had the word or the warning don't you just hate that when you've heard something that really shakes your spirit and now God has heard you hear it. He's seen you hear it. So you can never go to him and say, but I didn't know. 
this is this is not just a conversation that I wish to have with you I would go as far as to say if you are one of these pastors that is using your voice to pull down somebody else at this point because they don't agree with you or they are not as active um, with justice but yet you are one of these pastors out here that has broken somebody else's heart whether it's your brother in Christ because you have been complicit to something and you have not spoken up about something that's in your house something that's in your community something that's in your church something that's in your marriage something that's going on between your siblings your parents it doesn't really matter if God has given you eyes to see it and you have chosen to be complicit please deal with the matter God loves you that's the only way that he would speak to me and then ask me to speak to you about it because there's an authenticity and a um, a refining of our characters that he wishes to do in this time and he genuinely does not want anyone to leave this quarantine season uh, the way that we came in Isaiah 41 speaks about um, God planting trees in a wilderness season. And when I, when I, let me find out what verse that is. Isaiah 41, verse 19, Isaiah 41, 19. It talks about the wilderness and how he will plant these trees in the wilderness. When I look at that verse, I look at myself and um, the dry parts of me that I feel are that are too that well the dry parts of me that I used to feel um, were too big for God or too dirty for Him or too heavy for Him or it was too far for Him to reach. What He's saying He can achieve in the wilderness is life. Not only is He planting one tree. But is, uh, let me read the verse. It says, I will plant in the wilderness the dead parts of us, the disgusting parts of us, um, the cedar and the acacia tree, the myrtle and the oil tree. I will set in the desert the cypress tree and the pine and the box tree together that they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of Yeshua has done it and the Holy One of Israel has created it. What I'm asking for you to do, friend, pastor, is to allow for there to be a conversion within you, for you to surrender all, so that however you are, however you were perceived, is no longer who you come out of you. That there is a process of God planting a life in you through repentance that everybody that sees you or hears about you even if they watch a video youtube video or comes across your social media platform knows that there has been a tangible supernatural shifting in you that all will see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of yeshua has done it surrender all it doesn't matter what it is i don't know what it is but only you do surrender all and be authentic and follow whatever instruction he gives you i remember once when 
I, this was years and years and years ago, I, um, I told a really long lie. Um, I was complicit to using a character, a friend of mine, but painting a completely different picture of him to, um, insinuate something to a friend of mine well yeah he was my best friend at the time and I did this for months and months and months and months and um I don't think you're gonna get it unless I'm a bit more (laughs) unless I'm a bit more specific okay I had a best friend this was over 12 years ago over 12 years ago and this this was my best best friend so we did everything together we shared clothes together um he didn't live too far from me so we spent every waking moment with each other Uh, I had a wonderful relationship with his mum as he did with mine and I saw him as a friend before I before I developed really really out of the blue what appeared to be out of the blue really strong feelings for him and I had a he introduced me to a mutual friend um who and this mutual friend knew me knew knew our relationship was wonderful and always suspected oh was there something going on with you guys and we used to say no because the reality is that there wasn't when I developed these really strong feelings for my best friend at the time uh he had no clue but because myself and the mutual friend we started having a relationship a a, a platonic relationship I was fond of him because he was really close to my best friend and that was it but when I when I knew that I could spin this spin this um this relationship and make it into something else with this with this outside guy his name was Damien um when I used to tell my best friend oh Damien and I (laughs) we have um we, we spoke today or he was checking on me today or whatever the case is my best friend used to go <laughs> I can laugh now and you'll see why I'm laughing in a minute he used to go berserk but I I felt like I had to do that in order for me to figure out you know does this guy like me <laughs> does he like me or not Damien had no idea that I was alluding to the fact that he liked me to my best friend he had no clue he was a beautiful genuine he was incredibly mature and he was just um available he was available to be a man of integrity and he had no idea that I was doing that um but it came to the point where I was asking God for forgiveness um, something about what I was doing, it became really, I was becoming disgusted with it and it, it had gone on for so long. Damien and I were just friends, myself and my best friend at this point. I, I was still so very unsure because I had these feelings and I was really embarrassed that I had them because he was my best friend for so long. But in going to God about it, he made me confess <laughs> to Damien. Um... He made me confess to, he made me publicly confess to Damien that I was doing this for all this time. And when I heard the spirit of the Lord tell me this, tell me, no, 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 you go and you confess. 
I was like, but the word says, <laughs> you know, if you ask for forgiveness. But he was like, no, no, no. You go. You have to go and and and, and tell Damien what you've done. So I did. I actually wrote Damien a. I think I wrote him a letter. No, I did. I wrote him a letter because I knew where he lived. He knew where I lived. And I posted it through his door. Um, and he never spoke to me ever again. Um, Damien, to this day, I haven't seen him or spoken to him in years. He is still one of the most amazing men that I've ever come across. Um, and this is why I'm saying to you, follow the instruction. When you go to God... And you follow the instruction and you and you confess to him and you ask for repentance because you've been complicit to this thing. Follow the instruction. Sometimes God will humble. He will use the moment you're coming to him to teach you even more. I tell you, I can't imagine. In fact, I don't blame Damien for never speaking to me again. I just knew that in order for me to get right with God, sometimes God will make you get right with other people. And essentially, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to trying to leave that with you. All jokes aside, that you, like I'm laughing because I had to. God humbled me so much in that moment, and Dame, I tell, I kid you not, Damien is such an incredible man. Like, so I hope that he is somewhere married with the most incredible woman of God because he is just that exceptional. He's an exceptional human being, and I. I really, really, I was wrong. I was all manners of wrong. Um, but yeah, I just, whatever it is, pastor, I say it with love. And I hope that you can feel that. I hope that you can genuinely feel that God's love for you um, should lead you to his throne should lead you to his feet should lead you to opening your mouth and dealing with whatever it is that you're complicit with so that you and god are good um yeah i'm gonna pray to close and i hope that you i really really hope that you are blessed by this and that you are stirred to just go wherever god is leading you holy spirit heavenly father thank you <laughs> Thank you for allowing um, us to have discussions out of whatever is going on to make it more personal to us. Thank you for telling us and teaching us that however we are perceived on social media, if that is different from how you perceive us, then it really does not matter. Thank you for refining us, desiring to have a, an authentic relationship with us. Thank you for talking to us about what we are complicit with. I ask that your Holy Spirit pours onto every single person. Yes, this is the 2nd of June, but I ask that even now that we can have a Pentecostal experience with you and you could lead us wherever we need to go so that we can deal with whatever we need to deal with in a way that pleases you. I'm asking that you wash us from all unrighteousness. You forgive us for our sins and that this is a teachable moment so that when we come out of this, we are not the same person that we were going in. Thank you for choosing us as your servants. Thank you for calling us onto yourself. 
Father, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, I ask with the power, authority and dominion in my mouth. I ask that you continue to stir up our power so that we can wrestle against this principality of hatred, this principality of lies, of death, of premature death, this principality that is coming in our communities, in our homes, in our churches, this principality that makes us feel that lovelessness is okay. Father, I'm asking that we turn the tables on everything that is coming against us. May you give us spiritual eyes and ears to understand the warfare. Father, may you equip us with Ephesians so that we can wear the armour of God in this battle. May that be something that we choose to not just wear but eat. Allow us to eat the preparation that you've given us for this war. I'm asking that you continue to make us better for you. More beautiful people that smell good in your presence, Lord. So forgive us, have mercy and grace on us, Lord. Thank you for every single person that's listening to this. May you bring your peace and your grace upon us, Lord, as we are in our own communities going through our own experiences. But we know that just like you are here with me, you are there with them. We speak and we give you honour and glory and praise for how preeminent you are. You are superior and it is only you that we serve. So I thank you. I thank you for speaking with me and for speaking to every single person listening to this podcast today. In the name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, the son of Yahweh, I pray. Amen. Friends, be well, stay well, stay prayed up. And I I pray that between now and the next time that we speak, that there is a genuine infilling of the Holy Spirit. If there is deliverance needed, Um, I speak that over you. If there is breakthrough and miracle signs and wonders needed, if there is healing needed for you, for anyone attached to you by blood or by love, um, I speak that over you. My name is Sydney and you've been listening to the Dear Pastor podcast.